20 years is a long time, but even over that widening gulf, the echoes of the past can seem like the original sound. Something like the death of both Gwen's parents on the same day will do that. On August 7th, 1996, Bibi and Darnell Gween floated high above upstate farmland in a rented hot air balloon until flame bloomed like a hot wound slithering thick smoke, ink-like, staining the sky, spreading burnt helium for miles. No bodies were recovered. Gwen was only eight years old. Whether it was a sixth sense or a crazy hope, Gwen was convinced her parents were still alive. Strawberry Sunday. Her uncle Uli took Gwen in and raised her as best as he could. Unfortunately, Uli was profoundly weird, so his best could be the worst. Your parents weren't blown into a thousand pieces. They've passed away. See? Always use a metaphor. It'll help you forget that your parents were blown into a thousand pieces. <laughs> and now, the pulp tales of Gwendolyn Queen. I'm heading into the office, Uncle Uli. Wait! Help me build this catapult. We can use my old bowling ball as ammunition. Why are you building a catapult? Gwen, I gotta knock the crap out of that creepy creeper who's been creeping around. That's assault. No, because get this, under a loophole in the People versus Adidas, as long as we hit him with a bowling ball, it's technically a sport. That can't be right. And don't hurt anyone. I won't. I'll sport him. It's a sport, Gwen. Our country's a joke. Suddenly, the front door started unlocking itself. Hey, bitch. Vicky, why do you have a key to our apartment? Uli slid me a set. I'm sliding sets. Stop. Vicky, what are you doing here? Gwen, I need to talk to you. Tough uterus 606. What? Vicky, you're making no sense. I'm saying this is serious. Tough uterus 606. Tough uterus 606 means serious? Why not just say serious? What? Gwen, you're making no sense. I need to tell you about this guy. This guy I'm boning! I don't have time. I don't know if it's him or the sex, but I'm asking a lot of questions about myself, like maybe there's more to my personality. I'm happy for you. I really am, but I need to go. Vicky, help me build this catapult, will ya? Don't help him. Uli? Maybe. Gwen? Normally, I just include you on a group text anal sex. Not a thing. But this sex is too hush-hush even for that. I need to talk about it in person. I'm done. Okay, maybe I'll definitely find you later. Stop tracking my Fitbit. I will when it stops sending me alerts about how much you're sweating. Also, I've never seen you sweat. Where is it that you're sweating such a dangerous amount? A lady never tells. I'm pretty sure it's her ass. That's gross. Right? Gwen power walked to the subway, rubbing her temples with her free hand before getting a text from Hector. She switched off her phone. She'd deal with it later. On the platform, a creepy guy wearing a creepy fedora stared at her creepily. Great, Gwen thought. Uli's creepy creeper was real? At least things were going well at work, since Dick was away. Today was his first day back, but she still held out hope that he'd value her efforts. Hey, 
don't value your efforts, Queen. You want to explain to me why you took the Gambini case behind my back? You were on a two-week blackout bender. A blackout bender? I think I would remember that. Here's a picture of you in Times Square, screaming at a cop, wearing only a saxophone. Oh, this is Photoshop! I'd never be caught dead in Times Square! You're ruining my reputation. It's what keeps the lights dimly lit and the floors completely tiled. Look at that. Every inch tiled. But I solved the case. Solved is a generous term. You have no proof. I have Mr. Gambini's taped confession. Yeah, I did. That proves nothing! I, I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I heard a commotion. I do hope I'm not interrupting anything. Is this Dick Dirk's detective agency? No interruption, ma'am. You've come to the right place. Sorry you had to hear all that. It's Gwen's fault. Oh my goodness. Not Gwendolyn Queen, is it? Okay, whatever you've heard about her is not true. Unless it's bad. Nothing of the sort. I heard Miss Queen did a tremendous job with the Gambini case, and I wanted to hire her personally. Oh, thank you. You don't want Gwen? Gwen sucks. I'm the ranking detective here, Dick Dirk, and I'll take your case personally. Ah, uh, uh, yes, of course. I hate to pry, but you do look familiar. Might I have seen you recently exiting a saxophone store of... Uh, uh, Erotic nature? I'm sure you did. In in Times Square? That was photoshopped! Ah, uh, yes. Well, I think I would prefer to work with Miss Queen. What? Oh, please, you shouldn't be offended. Because? Oh, uh, no, that that's it. Just, just a suggestion. Fine. The customer is always right. Don't fuck it up, Queen! I'm really sorry about that. Don't be. Mr. Dirk reminds me of my husband, which, incidentally, is why I'm here. I'm, I'm married to Dave Beatty. Oh, should I know who that is? From the CD Beatty 7? Dave is a brilliant bassist. The money made him rather, well, unpleasant, but his body of work and his body have remained incredible. God, the passion, the, the expression, it still makes my fancy bit tingle. What's the name of a song I might know? His biggest hit was Until the Moment We Come. I'll have to look it up. Every time I think about that gift. All his gifts, really. I, I can almost forgive him for all the philandering. But that's why I'm here. And you want me to get photographic evidence? Yes, uh, to get the beach house and the divorce. But the job is twofold. The National Enquirer got wind of this, and they're trying to get the scoop. I need you to prevent that at all costs. I can't have my name dragged through the mud. <laughs> Not after those humiliating photos were leaked. Compromising photos? Sixty photographs, and in every one my eyes were closed. Can I count on you? I'll get it done. Dave will be visiting his mistress tonight. Here's the address. Dick Dirk's detective agency? Sounds like a really tiled place. Dick, what are you... If you're such a hotshot detective now, why don't you detect this? <laughs> I didn't use my mouth for that. Goodbye, Dick. It's a rock... That night, Gwen sat in her rent-a-car on 72nd and 3rd, lights off with a military-grade night vision deep-focus zoom lens attachment for her iPhone and waited for Dave Beatty to arrive. Dave should be here any minute. 
Lucky for me, there's no sign of the National Enquirer photographer. I'll wait until Dave drops his pants, snap a few shots, then book it. Wow, this song is bad. Who the hell? Ugh, not now, Hector. Gwen silenced her phone and chucked it onto the passenger seat. Alone, Gwen's mind flitted from thought to thought, eventually landing on the painful past, the way it always did when it had nowhere to go. Echoing over and over, she heard her parents' voices. They said they'd be back in a week. When they did, it would be a Sunday, and they would get ice cream. <sighs> Strawberry Sunday. Gwen clutched her bracelet, tracing the outline of her mother's name. And, as she did more often than she liked to admit, she talked to it. Where did you come from? <sighs> Who sent you? Why did that homeless man have one just like you? Why... Is he dead now? Could you be from my mom? Could both of the bracelets be from her? And why send you to Dick? Her sadness turned, in a mental reprieve, to anger. What am I doing here? Trying to get a pick of some one-hit wonders wiener? What an opportunity. I should be trying to find you both. Gwen jumped. She'd recognize that sound anywhere. Tic-tac man. All thoughts of the stakeout immediately left her mind, her whole being laser-focused on the noise. It was coming from around the corner. You're not getting away from me this time. Gwen closed in, hugging the brick of the brownstone, and, chest heaving, peeked around the corner. But there was no one there. Hello? Holding her breath, Gwen crept forward. The noise was coming from behind a tastefully manicured bush. Gwen focused. She'd only have one chance to catch whoever had ransacked Dick's office, trashed his apartment, threatened her, knew who she was, haunted her, killed. Gotcha. But what Gwen grabbed wasn't a person. It was a... Tape recorder? What the hell? Why would someone put this all the way over here? Ah, fuck me. Gwen sprinted back toward her car, cursing herself for leaving for letting herself be tricked. Rounding the corner, her heart sank. Dave Beatty's window was lit up, perfectly silhouetting the most twisted image Gwen had ever seen. It was like watching double-jointed circus people bone. Oh, I didn't know balls could stretch that far apart. Okay, focus. Uh, take the picture. Damn it, I left my phone in the car. Gwen fumbled desperately in the dark, accidentally knocking the radio. Shit, how do you shut this thing off? Gwen frantically shoved at buttons, switches, and dials at random in the dark, until... But it was too late. Still wearing his sex smirk, Dave Beatty guided his mistress away from the window, and, after a brief expression of pride that his song was being played, said, Shutting the blinds with a casual flip of a testicle. Gah! The National Enquirer guy must have planted the tape recorder to distract me, and now he's got the pictures. Gwen scanned the block, fueled by anger. There, she spotted him, high in the branches of a tree, reviewing the photos on his camera. She instantly recognized his fedora. Creepy creeper. By way of response, the National Enquirer photographer flashed her the smuggest of smiles. In a moment of inspiration, Gwen found her need for answers and her need for screaming could be conveniently combined. Who are you? How did you know about that sound? Who are you working for? Is it Waggle, the Tic Tac Man? Is the Enquirer in on this? Without looking up, he held up a single, condescending finger, 
and kept reviewing his photos. Oh, you arrogant fucking... Blinded by rage, she threw the tape recorder as hard as she could. It hit him square in the eye, knocking him off balance. He clawed desperately at the air, tried to grab a branch, but... Gwen stared in shock at the photographer's body, sprawled on the hood of a car. His camera bounced sturdily into the street. Oh my god. Are... are you okay? Gwen approached. Please, please don't be dead. Ah, my Cossacks! Oh, God. I'm going to call the hospital and I'll blow your head off! Okay, nope, time to go. Gwen turned and moved quickly towards her car. Now blow it right off! Behind her, the photographer fumbled in his coat, drawing a handgun. (laughs) The bullet just barely missed her. Through the gloom, Gwen could just make out the creep aiming for a second shot. Backing up as far away from her attacker as she could, she spotlighted him in her high beams. Blinded, the photographer squeezed off another shot, but shot wide. Did you trash Dick's office? By way of response, the photographer gave her the universal hand gesture for eating pussy. That was uncalled for. Was what Gwen would have said if she were a different person, instead of going with... (laughs) Gwen drove straight towards the photographer and... Crushed his camera. No! The photographer stared at Gwen in horror at his loss, and she took the opportunity to make the universal hand gesture for choking on a dick. That's you! That's what you look like! Satisfied, but remembering the photographer still had a gun, she quickly drove away. Dick screamed. Where the hell are the photos? I didn't get them, but neither did the National Enquirer creep. And like I've been trying to tell you, there is something seriously fishy. No photos. That photographer, he no photos. A gun. No and photos. Shut up and listen to me for half a second. Unless you have photos of a man living on the edge, I proudly don't care. What do you mean, living on the edge? Dave Beatty is cheating on his wife, not climbing Everest. You better believe he's living on the edge. Be married to that harpy? Wow, really? She's not that bad. I mean, yeah, she's inexplicably into Dave, but... Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Did I say harpy? I meant herpy. She's a herpy, Gwen. I'm, I'm right here. I know what you are. There is something bigger going on here, and I am this close to finding out what. You think you're better than me? You think you're the number one, number two P.I. in town? I mean, how good a detective can you really be if you haven't even figured out one single thing about that bracelet? Huh? How long has it been now? Like, one month? Two? Did you just... I'm asking half seriously. The past five minutes is my only memory right now. You better watch yourself, Dick Durker. So help me drunk or no, I will kick you right in the cock. (laughs) Oh, Gwen... But seriously, you'll never find your parents because they're dead. Uh. Ah! 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 I'm wearing the saxophone under my clothes. Of course you are. You know what? I'm done. I quit. What? You're not gonna quit. You love it Is here. Is that right? Yeah, right. Wait. Are, hold on. Are you, are you quitting? Goodbye, Dick. I, I think she just quit. 
just just a reminder that I, I, I am still here. I know where you are. Frustrated, dejected, and out of a job, Gwen stalked back to her and Uli's apartment, wondering what the hell she was going to do now. Gwen? I thought you were coming home later. You're just in time, though. I finished building the catapult, and now I'm watching Hell Comes to Frogtown. I'm right at the part where Hell Comes to Frogtown. I'm not in the mood right now, Uncle Uli. I just quit. Heroin? What? No. I don't... I've never done heroin. Thank God. That stuff will kill you. What'd you quit? My job. But you love it. Yeah, well, Dick was being unforgivable, and I just couldn't take it anymore. That prick. Okay, we can watch the frogs later. Now that the catapult's done, we can- No catapult. I know what you're thinking, but it's not like that. What I was gonna say is we use the catapult to bump off Dick. Sadly, I know that's what you were thinking. Wait, did you... What did you think I was thinking? You know what? Mm, Never mind. I don't know what I'm going to do now. And that's not the worst of it. A National Enquirer photographer tried to shoot me and lured me with that... That sound. The sound the Tic Tac man makes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not the Tic Tac sound. Yeah. I forgot I told you about him. Oh, you didn't. Tic Tac's making noise just scares the crap out of me. Getting shot at is bad, too. The horrible part is... Dick's right. It's been three months since I got the necklace, and I haven't gotten any closer to the truth in months. Every lead I've followed is a dead end. If I'm honest, I don't even know if my... if my parents are alive. Hey, Gwen. Listen to your Uncle Uli. You can't give up on what you believe in. You'll go nuts without it. One time, I gave up believing in cars. I was a lot happier, but I had to scream about witch doctor magic whenever anyone caught a cab. Now, are your parents dead? Honestly, yes, they passed away into a million pieces, but I've been wrong about proven facts before. That's why I can't go to Rhode Island. Your parents had a lot of secrets. I can't say that their deaths didn't have suspicious elements. I also can't say mass, uh... Massachusetts? I I don't know. You ever seen a juggler? Like a really good one. Either way, I'd be surprised if your investigation didn't uncover something. Because you know what? You're a goddamn great detective. Thanks, Uncle Uli. That really means a lot. Wait, what was suspicious about my parents' death? What the... Ah, uh, hello. It, it's Sylvia. Uh, sorry, sorry to intrude. Why do you have the key to our apartment? Oh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, your, your uncle Uli slid me a set. I'm sliding sets. For real? At this rate, half of the city will have a key. What can I do for you? I, uh, well, I wanted to apologize for what happened earlier. You didn't do anything. I know, not directly, but I hired you, didn't I? And and that has led to some unfortunate circumstances for you. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. I also wanted to try and convince you to come back on the case. Oh, I can't do that. Not after what Dick put me through. I I thought you might say that. Would an apology help? You already apologized, which you didn't need to do. Not not from me. Sylvia stepped aside, revealing a sullen, embarrassed Dick Dirk, 
head down in the hallway, shuffling his feet, looking for all the world like a little boy forced by his mother to apologize. Dick? I, um, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you and said your parents were dead and didn't care that you were shot at. I, I, I think there is something deeper going on, and the only way to figure it out is to take your job back. Thank you. I'll also pay you triple. Oh, wow. I Is that Dick? Dick, don't move. I'm going to whack you with something. I said I was sorry. No catapult. Okay, I'll finish the case, but... Dick, if you want to keep me on, you need to go to rehab. Am I famous? I'll quit tequila. All hard liquor. Tequila, rum, and I'll I'll make you partner in a year. Deal. All right. I'm going back to the mistress's apartment. It's in a fancy neighborhood. All the buildings will have security cameras. Uh, If I can get a hold of the tape with the two of them coming in together, case closed. Gwen arrived at the apartment complex, pulling out an eyelash to make her eyes water, and walked into the marbled lobby. The desk guard greeted her. Can I help you? Um, yeah, I lost my cat Pickle. I've been looking all day. Have you seen him? He's orange and white, looks like a creamsicle. Very skittish. Like a creamsicle? Uh, I'm sorry, miss. I haven't seen a cat here. Please, my pickle has been gone for two days, and he can't get back into our house. I have his keys. Last time he got out, I found him in this building's basement. In this building's basement? Yeah. It used to be a fancy, fancy feast factory. You mean fancy feast? The the cat food? No, fancy, fancy feast. Fancy, fancy? It's fancier. Not a big deal. Everyone loves it. I do. I don't. Wait, was that pickle? Did you hear that meow? I heard a truck. That's my pickle! He sounds like a truck. I'm just going to go get him. Gwen sprinted towards the basement, not looking back for fear the guard would stop her. Instead, he let her go, muttering to himself, I do like fancy feast. Gwen descended into the basement, searching the rusted piped hallways for signs of the security camera control room. The cold blue glow of the ancient CRT monitors drew her to a back alcove, which was piled high with out-of-date video equipment and the scattered evidence of disgusting people who work in basements. The sick fucks. Bingo. Gwen rummaged through a few steel drawers until she found yesterday's clearly labeled tape under half a sandwich and a container of shoe polish. Loading the tape and scrubbing back through countless hours of the guard scrunching his nose at bronies.gov, she finally found what she needed. A clear shot of Dave facing the camera while aggressively necking his mistress. Gotcha. Gwen popped in a blank tape, sat down, and punched the controls to start copying the clip. She leaned back and tried to relax amidst the filth. The back of her seat felt sticky. As she watched the monitor running through the copying footage, she noticed something strange. What is that? Gwen leaned forward, pulling out some of her hair. Ouch! The seat was sticky. Rubbing the back of her head and squinting at the monitor, she saw a dark smudge covering a spot in the lobby on the screen. The spot squirmed at the edges, moving slowly towards the basement, the guard never looking up as if something or someone had been blackened out, frame by frame. Gwen picked up the shoe polish where it had fallen, opened it. It was almost empty. Oh my god. Say cheese, bitch! 
Gwen spun around just in time for the National Enquirer photographer to snap a flashbulb in her face. Ugh! My eyes! How do you like it, huh? I bet you don't, because that would be natural. Temporarily blinded, Gwen swung her arms wildly in front of her, knocking a bottle of Elmer's glue, an old pizza crust, to the floor. Thanks for doing all the hard work, dollface. But I'll be taking that tape now. Even though she couldn't see, Gwen knew he was doing the universal sign for eating pussy. <laughs> Gwen threw herself towards where the noise was coming from, tackling the photographer to the ground. <laughs> the two fought like they had health insurance, rolling through spilled Tic Tacs and dust. Gwen with the fury of being used, and the photographer with the rage of working for the National Enquirer, and probably someone else. Just as her vision started coming back in colored spots, she saw the photographer grinning, aiming his gun right at her. Just tell me, do you work for the Tic Tac Man? The man in your head? Ha! This is bigger than Dave Beatty. It's bigger than me, and it's bigger than you, Gwen. Or it would have been if you had lived. Vicky? Hey, bitch. What did you do? I'm really glad I had Uli's catapult brought here. Normally, I would think hitting someone with it is totally legal, except I couldn't find the bowling ball, so I used a stack of tiles I found at Dick's office. The People versus Adidas is vague about this scenario at best, so we should probably get out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? doing here? Your Fitbit told my Fitbit that your heart rate was going through the roof. I knew you were either in a fight or eating at Arby's, and there's no Arby's around here. Thank you, Vicky. Really, thank you. Forget everything bad I said about you tracking my Fitbit. You really came through for me. How did you get here so fast? Oh, I was in the building. Doing what? Railing Dave Beatty. What? Dave has his fancy, fancy lube and a train set he wasn't doing anything with. Not that. You're Dave Beatty's mistress? Yeah, I know. I tell him I haven't heard his music, which is a total power move on my part. Don't you know he's married? Never stopped me before. His wife is hiring me to get condemning evidence of his affair, which, as it turns out, is with you, and I've almost died doing it twice never stopped me before. I'm done. That's what you said before at your apartment. If you had just took me seriously, you would have solved the mystery right then. I'm sorry, Vicky. You're right. I do take you seriously. What did you want to tell me? Thank you. So I'm railing Dave. Dave's railing me. We're building railroads together, and I thought it was just flexible anal sex sting. Not a thing. And at first, I didn't think I liked him. I still don't think I like him, but I think I love his music. What? I can't believe I'm saying this because it's so bad, but it's so good. I hate this! I don't even know who I am anymore. Normally, if music isn't about fucking bitches and making money, I don't listen to it. Now, Gwen, I need you to tell me that I'm still the baddest bitch you know. That was what you wanted to tell me this whole time? Are you fucking serious? Please tell me I'm a bad bitch! Yeah. You're a bad bitch. We're in this gross-ass basement of a guy you're fucking, standing over a man you knocked unconscious with an illegal catapult my crazy uncle dreamed up. (coughs) 
Not a compliment. I gotta call Sylvia. You cannot tell anyone anything about this or you'll blow the whole case. But this is amazing! My friend was stalking me while I was Mr. Singday Dee Dee, while at the same time some creep was stalking her. And then I knocked that punk out! And my musical taste is becoming more eclectic. This is serious. You can't tell a single person. But this is huge. I can't tell anyone. No. What about my driver? No. The paper boy? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. At least let me tell the almond milk man. The almond milk man? Oh, oh, oh. What do you get delivered to your door? Fresh regular milk? You live in a bubble. And no, you can't tell him either. I'm calling Sylvia. Oh, uh, hello? Hi, Sylvia. I got the taped evidence of your husband and his mistress. Ah, uh, 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 yes, uh, perfect. Well, well, thank you. I should go. But wait, Come don't you want to... Come back in the tub! Is that Dick? You, you see, uh, th- the thing is... I can't believe this. Wait, Dick's there? Can I tell him? No! Gwen, I, I have a weakness. Give me harpies, you herpes! I have to go. I can't even keep track of how many things I refuse to think about anymore. Okay, Vicky, let's cheese it before the cops come and check the legal on that catapult. Can I at least tell the dry ice man? No. The pool boys? Girl. Oh, I just realized I watched you have sex. What about my mom? When the girls were gone, and the only moving thing was the photographer's labored breath, a figure melted out of the shadows. Clumsily stepping over the sprawled body, a black gloved hand pulled out several long strands of Gwen's hair still stuck to the glue on the back of the chair, holding them up to the light before awkwardly sealing them in a Ziploc bag. Satisfied, the Tic Tac Man swiveled to stare at the unconscious photographer. Looming over the body, the figure seemed almost formless in the flickering light, barely holding on to a human shape. It knelt, shakily picking up the abandoned camera, held it up to the light, and focused on the lens, and saw its reflection. The Tic Tac Man threw the camera with wild, impossible force, shattering it beyond recognition, the force of it ripping his black glove, revealing a blotched and bloated hand covered in dried mushroom soup. No, not you! The photographer tried to get up, but an invisible force slammed him back into the ground. Cradling the photographer's face with soup-stained fingers, another robotic hand appeared, its fingers replaced with whirring blades. What are you doing? Oh God, no! No! Forcing the photographer's eyes open, the Tic Tac Man lowered the blades towards the water and wetness. Gwen sat alone at her desk and rolled her bracelet between her fingers. Her mother's bracelet. The one we... The one, the one we gave you. Who? Your parents. Waggle. It's the mistake. You're the answer. Three months of looking into the bracelet. Waggle, the tech company her parents worked for, and the algorithm, whatever it was, had come up empty. This was the information age, and yet it was as if every record had been scrubbed clean. Where the hell do I look now? The junior PI rubbed the bracelet, looking into her own eyes in the faded reflection. Why did you come to me? 
Gwen closed her eyes, sagging into the soft, cruel winter of knowing nothing. Tell me something. The lights flickered, humming an electrical surge, strobing rhythmically. Hello? Who's doing that? The light directly above Gwen erupted in sparks. (laughs) Then, every light in the building winked out. The pale blue light poured from Gwen's wrist. What the fuck? Gwen's eyes rolled back into her head as energy pulsed through her. Arrested, she sat motionless and blind, shadows stuttering over her face. The bracelet tightened around her wrist, small drops of blood beating beneath. Next to Gwen, call after call from Hector, went to voicemail. This episode of The Pulp Tales of Gwendolyn Queen P.I. was written by Chris DeLuca and Daniel Contreras. With the stars Alice K. Johnson, Kate Eggers, Antonio Thompson, Christina Bitter, Daniel Contreras, Sam Foxhartin, Chris DeLuca, and Spencer Andrew Taylor. Music by Andy McCarthy, Lavinia Pavlish, and Kate Eggers. Edited by Taylor Roig and Chris DeLuca. Created by Daniel Contreras and Chris DeLuca. Subscribe to the show in your preferred podcast app. But do rate and review us on iTunes, because apparently that's the platform that really matters. Tell a friend about the show, but only if you think they can handle it. And now, here's Until the Moment We Come by Nickelstained in its entirety. Yeah.
Good night.